All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cannabloggers Corner on the You Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andy Cannablogger. And on this week's episode, I have the super talented artist, Erica Eddy, also a member of the Cannamon Gang. You might remember from episode numero uno. Chilling with me in the Cannabloggers Corner this week. You're going to hear about her handmade cannabis accessories line with uh, earrings and necklaces and jewelry and t-shirts that are just out of this fucking world. I love it. It's called the Lit Hippie Company. And you're also going to hear about how much love she puts into each piece she creates. She also opens up about how much the Cannamom gang supports each other and uplifts each other her wild and uh, artistic family, and how much that family has been supporting her side, now main hustle, uh, for, for a while now. Cannabloggers Corner is sponsored by Better Homes with Cannabis. Yanni Amaya, the hazy lioness, has taken her cannabis photography to another level by using it in a stylish home decor design that would look fabulous in any home. This is not a Marley poster in your dorm room. Better Homes with Cannabis is a tasteful home decor with a cannabis theme. And then also, finally, a huge thanks to Chris Cantori and his You Podcast Network for giving us a little platform to uh, get to hang out with you guys. And now, let's hear all about Erica Eddy and the Lit Hippie Company. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. I don't like your style, your politics, or your sense of humor. I don't like what you say or how you say it. Excuse me while I whip this out. Good morning, Dr. Chandler. This is Hal. I'm ready for my first lesson. All right, here we are at another episode of Cannabloggers Corner. Uh, this week, sitting in the corner with me is Erica Eddy. Uh, you might have, you might remember her from my very, very first episode with the Canna Mom Gang. She did actually come on and say hi, but uh, let's go ahead and let you say hi again, there, Erica. Hi, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm pretty fantastic. Awesome. No complaints. Awesome. Yeah, I mean. We're not doing too bad for a Tuesday, are we? No, no. It's nice and sunny here in California. It is, and it's supposed to be gorgeous here today. Um, you, I, I'm not sure up where you are, but down here it's supposed to be like sunny and 82. Yeah, I probably got you by 10 degrees. It's probably going to be in the 90s, but nice and sunny and hot. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like springtime for uh, SoCal, right? Yeah. Yeah, th this is when you definitely uh, kind of save up for your energy bill because you know the AC is going to be like through the roof. Uh, absolutely. But definitely you here. You can't not run it. You have to. Seriously, it gets way too hot. But yeah, that. but that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about the weather, <laughs> are we? No, I mean, we could all day because we're lucky. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. They they say that the easiest job in the entire universe is a San Diego weathercaster. Right. Someone told me that when I was in high school. <laughs> hey, Dave, how's the weather today? Nice. Back yeah. to you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, like I said, you are a proud member of the Canna Mom gang. And uh, for those of my listeners who haven't, who may not have gone back to episode number one, okay, let's refresh their memories as to what the Cannamom Gang is. 
Uh, Canamong Gang is a group that was founded by uh, Mrs. Boys and Buds on Instagram. Her name is Laura. Um, And she put together this group for um, like-minded moms who enjoy cannabis to come together and find each other. And so she created a bunch of sub chapters and it's kind of allowed women who maybe weren't so comfortable with discussing their use of cannabis with motherhood to kind of confide in each other and then find people locally in areas near them. So in the last, I think it's been two years now since I became a part of the gang, I have, I mean, the amount of women that I have become friends with through social media is just astounding to me because, you know, I'm in my forties and I've made more friends through social media in the last two years and real friends, you know, real, real like-minded friends through the Canamom gang. So it's been, you don't look a day over 24. Oh, I think so. (laughs) Uh, It's been inspiring, you know, to be a part of the group and meet these women and learn from them. And they're also motivating and, it's just something I never had before in the past. So um, it's been great. Yeah, it's been, I've been really excited for, for Laura and all of you seeing these, you know, remote chapters pop up and I'm thinking, wow, I mean, this is something that was started here and it's now spreading to other areas. And it's like, there's, there's something here. Can moms need can of moms really yeah i was a young mom um i had my son when i was 19 and i've always been a cannabis user um probably since i was 13 or 14 and i mean the stigma was always there i always felt the judgment my whole life growing up especially where i live in more of a conservative area so to finally be in a place and know that these other women felt the same way for so long And then to also all of a sudden be loving and accepting of each other, supportive and uplifting. It's, it's just really neat to be a part of this um, group. That's also working so hard to kill the stigma and support each other really. And just love each other. Yeah. The, the stories that you guys share um, on, on social, (laughs) Oh, it's just a weed cough guys. Just a weed cough. (laughs) Weed cough. Weed cough. Um, But yeah, the stories you guys uh, share on your uh, personal social pages, it's just, you guys look like you're having so much fun. And I can see that there's so much love among all of you. Yeah, the best part is, you know, it's just there's no judgment. We're all really just trying to accept each other for who we are. And not everyone is going to be everyone's favorite cup of tea. You know, Uh, it's it's putting ourselves out there. And that's why she created those different chapters. So you can find those people that you click with, that you, you know, live in your hometown. You didn't know were right around the corner from you. And, and all of a sudden they can be your sesh, but. And not everybody can travel from Arizona or Albuquerque or even, yeah. I, I think there, isn't there one in Pennsylvania? They're all over. We've got Canada. Yeah. I, I seriously, yeah, really I mean, cool. not everyone can come here, but everyone can form their own little group that has, you know, that has the same idea because like you said, this is a necessary thing and it's, it's just one whole family. It's, it's been beautiful to see it grow. Yeah. There is a long time, you know, for me uh, being, you know, a young mom and like my husband doesn't consume cannabis only I do. Um, and for several different reasons, But it was always, there was always this thought in the back of my head, you know, about, am I a bad mom or 
could I be a better mom? Or, you know, if I didn't and, but when I didn't, I wasn't a better mom. I was more stressed out. I was more worried. I was less patient. So then, you know, down the road, my kid's 20 now, (laughs) but it's so it's exciting for me to be able to inspire younger moms, but also I'm still inspired by other moms too. So it's the circle of, you know, I've had moms reach out to me asking me how I feel about cannabis use and pregnancy. And we all have our own opinions. And for me, that's not something I did when I was pregnant. So I'm honest and I try to give them information or guide them to another mom that might have more of an experience in that area. So it's, it's neat in that sense of the connecting. It is. Um, my wife doesn't smoke cannabis. Uh, she can't smoke it. It does absolutely nothing for her, but, uh, edibles, uh, are, are really what, what affect her. Um, five milligrams to her would be like 35 Mm. to me Mm -hmm. it it just yeah i'm it knocks her on her ass yeah and i'm the opposite i'm very i consume i smoke it a lot um not necessarily a dabber i like the natural flower yep same um but the edibles i really only use them if like like say i'm i had something wrong with my tooth or whatever and i should be taking a vicodin but i'd rather take an edible they kick my butt edibles they do they really do and they don't kick your ass until after you started talking shit about them <laughs> yeah always they wait they wait they know they're like let me wait till this motherfucker thinks it's not gonna work yeah as soon as somebody says oh man this edible's fucking weak that's when it says oh hello <laughs> yeah what'd you say yeah I, I i i don't know if you're familiar with uh the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy oh 100 yeah. oh yes the pan galactic <laughs> gargle blaster Mm-hmm. Think about it. it. The way they describe it, it's like hitting yourself in the brain with a ledge of lemon or with a wedge of lemon uh, surrounding a brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that movie's so great. The bo- I mean, it was a book first. But the movie's great. Oh God, yes, yes. I the book is just the series of books is my go-to for like my manic depressive episodes. Whenever I'm feeling just like absolute dog shit. I will pick up anything Douglas Adams, whether it's his Hitchhiker series or it's Dirk Gently. And it's his other series. Um, He was in the middle of the last Dirk Gently book when he died. Okay. Which is so sad. But uh, what they did was uh, they found it on his hard drive and they released half the book. He'd have the book done. So they released what half he had done. And then the other half was just different scripts and like one-offs and little stories that he had saved over the decades of his uh his career and it's it's hilarious i'll have to look into that Uh, there's like bits he did with graham chapman and people of with monty python uh cool yeah and there's little anecdotes so definitely i highly recommend it's called um uh, the salmon of doubt i bet you my boys have read it or yeah Sounds like something they've. I was about. I was reading a Dirk Gently book in, when I was in high school once, and uh, I was in the middle of study hall, so I was just reading a book, and it was one of those study halls where the teachers demanded absolute silence. You, you know, if you breathed heavy, they sent you. You know, they wrote you up. They sent you the principal, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would have been the principal every day. Yeah, seriously. So it's like I'm sitting there reading this book, and I get. I get to, I don't even remember what it was, but it was just the funniest shit I'd ever read. 
but I, I can't laugh. Otherwise, I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like Beavis and Butthead in the middle of class trying not to laugh. Right. <laughs> not the best uh, material for for when you're in detention. Yeah. But then, you know, once I got out of that class, I had to, I just had to start laughing my ass off. Bet. Oh, not God. But yeah, definitely pick up. Uh, it's the long, dark tea time of the soul. And uh, oh, I forget what the other one was. But yeah, there's two uh, complete books in Dirk Gently plus uh, The Salmon of Doubt. Or come my, my loud husband and son are about to walk in the house right now. Oh, hey. <laughs> I can hear them coming in the door. Hello, loud husband but and son. They will be coming right on in here. No worries. No worries. It's life. Right? Hey, you guys. Know? Hey, guys. I'm on a um, Zoom call. Oh, you're going to do it out here? Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi. It's too bad. <laughs> there were uh, teenage children all over my house today when I woke up, so I was, you know, oh, stuck that, in one room and I that is something that that every over. mother loves. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Anyway, I So anyway. So anyway, I mean, aside from our uh, mutual love of uh, Douglas Adams and uh, basically, I, it sounds like silly British humor is our thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I, yeah, the, uh, my boys definitely have helped with that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It sounds like you've raised them right. Yeah, they're nice and sarcastic. Awesome. Awesome. D chips off the old block. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, now there's going to be chiming in the whole time. Oh, of course. So, what are you smoking on right now? You're you're, you're packing a oh. really pretty bong there. Oh, so this is a bong um, that I received from the glass warehouse, and it was a gift from Miss Renee, and I am in love with it. It is uh, I call it my peacock bong because it's an MK. Okay. Uh, and it's it's almost like um, I don't know what you call it. It's etched like the glasses etched yes oh my and so there's a peacock on her and the peacock is like my spirit animal so okay. when i grew up at my grandparents uh winery they had peacocks as pets running around all the time and i just i've always always been drawn to them and loved loved them so but i am smoking on um i'm smoking on some lava cake oh that is one of my favorites yeah. Good so, lava cake always puts me in a good mood. Definitely. I'm way more of a, um indica girl just because I typically tend to need to like slow down and chill out. My, my listeners have heard me say uh, more than once that I am not allowed to smoke sativas. I'm the same way. There's one sativa I do smoke and that's tangy. Um, I have smoked that one in the past uh, before before my my wife gave me that mandate but i have smoked tangy and it does sit well with me it's a terpene profile for yes. me i think yes. that really has a lot to do with it um especially so many things are hybrids now it's so hard to say whether it's like a straight indica or straight sativa so once we kind of get to know ourselves and i think that's the best part about the legal market was all of a sudden you knew what you were getting uh not necessarily percentages and stuff like that but you knew you know, what strain you were getting. So you could start to kind of keep your own log or journal or mental notes of, oh, this works for me. This yep. doesn't like green crack. 
and myself do not get along. Oh, no, I, I believe it. I, I don't think it would get along with me either. My heart's like going to come out my chest, you know? Yep. Some people love it. It's their thing. Well, I am smoking on a homegrown Jaeger uh, grown by a friend of mine that used to work Ooh, with my best. wife. And, That's the uh, best. Oh, it is, you know, like I, I've said, I've said it in the past that I look for stinky and sticky and uh, mm. this meets both. Yes. I've been trying lately to support my friends. I have a lot more friends now that are doing the homegrown thing. So the ones that are producing, you know, enough where I can help and support them, I'd rather be supporting them. Yep, um, absolutely. This last year has definitely been about small businesses, you know, who can we support instead of me hopping on Amazon? Where can I get this, you know, elsewhere? You know, but <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I got to confess the convenience is there. You know, if I can get, if I can get a set of earbuds, you know, tomorrow, sure, sign me up. And God help me, I am so spoiled by next day. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. 100%. If I can't get it tomorrow, fuck that shit. I don't want it. <laughs> I know, huh? What do you mean I have to wait until next week? Fuck that. I know. Friday? Hell no. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. So now, you've got your own thing going. Um, not not just as part of the Canna Mom gang, but you've got your own... Uh, kind of line uh, of jewelry accessories and things f called uh, the lit hippie. So tell me a little bit about that. So the lit hippie company is something that um, just kind of evolved. I've always been a crafter and a maker, someone who's always doing things. I have to kind of stay busy with my hands and I've always been a very artistic person. And uh, I started working in the cannabis industry about five years as a sales rep, you know, the legal cannabis industry, working with dispensaries and whatnot. <clears throat> and it was about that time when I and my son was getting older that I was becoming more confident in just being open to everyone about like, yeah, I smoke weed. What the fuck? What are you going to say? Or what are you going to do? You know? And so then I started to obviously, as everyone did, you wear more brand shirts, more things like that. And as I wanted to wear more jewelry and accessories that would let people know or you know subtly express that that's who I am um everything that I wanted to get out there was just not my style it was kind of gaudy or a little too gold drippy gangster like and I was looking for more of that kind of boho hippie vibe and um I just started making things that I would want to wear and as I was doing so and I'd wear it to work and into dispensaries I'd get bud tenders and other friends that were like, oh, my gosh, these are cute. Where'd you get them? And, oh, I made them. Yep. And so, you know, it's just evolved into like, well, I want some. And and then I started making more and more. And then I got an Etsy page. And so it evolved from, you know, making the, the canna leaf earrings that are made out of vegan leather. Um, I hand assemble each one. And they're different sizes and different patterns, which is fun because, you know, once you have one pair, you kind of want to collect them all. You want to get the next set or the next you know they're like funko right yeah and they're extremely lightweight so that's the other thing for a lot of women oh, can yeah. be very heavy and hurt your ears so um they're extremely lightweight so i get a lot of people coming at me telling me that that's one of their favorite parts and they're fun you know they're they're noticeable but they're subtle yeah tell me about the um, uh, the pair you're wearing right now they look re they look gorgeous so this is probably my most 
this became my most popular pair. And so I've gotten similar fabrics like mm-hmm. this recently. Um, I call it the Baja blanket or it could be, you know, the Serape. Okay. Uh, however you want to call it. So it's just kind of Mexican blanket, the stripes and the colors. It's very kind of California. I don't know. California bohemian vibe, I guess. That and that is your total <laughs> vibe. 100% California bohemian. And, and I, I, Seriously, your vibe is just, it's contagious, it's infectious, and I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. And that, I, that's the definitely the vibe that you uh, have put put into your, your accessories. Yes. And so I've tried to just put, you know, everything I make, I, I, I make it with love. It's, I'm, I'm very, I'm a perfectionist. Um, and so I've made t-shirts as well. All the shirts that I make, um, I screen print them and I screen print them myself. So I cut out the vinyl myself. I create a lot of the designs myself or my husband, who is a very talented artist will help draw the things that I feel that I can't (laughs) create. Um, And so, yeah, I've come up with a few, few fun t-shirts and I tried to make them more um, one, one offs or unique, you know, like I only make so many of them and they're all going to be like, especially the shirts, they're all going to have little uh, quirky, unique things about them. That are going to be different from each one because you you want them to be fun right you want you want someone to be able to wear them and have fun with them right yes so i've made um a couple shirts that say you know silly things not so much about the brand i've only recently made shirts that actually say the lit hippie company on them um with my logo in the past it was more trying to it wasn't until recently i've had people ask me to wear you know for those things so i started creating them but I was making my own shirts. Like I have um, a spin on an MTV shirt yep. and it's the, it says weed, but the, it looks like the big M, but it's yep. backward. And then it says, um, I want my THC on the bottom of it. See now for those of you kids who may not remember <laughs> back in, <laughs> back in the eighties and a little bit of the nineties, MTV actually played music videos. <laughs> It, it, they they don't do it much anymore, or you got to find like oh. MTV Classic or something like that. So really, they it, there was one MTV channel, and they played music videos, and their slogan was "I want my MTV." Yeah, so I kind of made a fun spin on that, and those shirts are um, hand screen printed. But I've taken that the kind of nineties ish eighty vibe with bright colored shirt. And done the reverse uh, bleach tie dye on them, so they're kind of like splotch, splotchy, and fun. Uh, um, you know, yeah, I, I've done. I, I would gladly rock any of your t-shirts. They are just absolutely fantastic. Thank you. And, and it, it sounds like you've got a very creative family. Yeah. So I'm. Yes, I definitely do. I do. It, it, tell me a little bit about that. You know, tell me what, what the rest of your family does. You said your your husband is an artist. Yeah. So my husband um, is, a, is a really talented artist. He draws extremely well. He can draw like people, like comic style things okay. that it just blows me away. Like, I don't feel that I can pick up a pen and draw very well. Um, my husband and my son both can. Um, me, I'm just a creator. I'm a maker, a doer. I learn by seeing and doing um, I mean, I did, I did hair for 10 years prior to being in the cannabis industry and then starting my own, you know, s- space, like the lit hippie company. I also have, um, a business called Calm Bomb, and that is, um, a bath bomb 
a medicated bath bomb company that I have had for the last five, six years, but due to trying to stay, I really, with that, I really wanted to stay regulated and legal. So that's kind of been on the side burner and then lit hippie company in the last year, this last year, as of 2020 has come uh, going from side hustle to the real hustle. And so I'm just kind of making this transition that I think that's happened for a lot of people during uh, this whole pandemic. Uh, people having to stay home, needing a source of income. So they're turning more to their side hustles and making them prime hustles. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also why it's so important to, as a, as a small business, but then to continue to help support your other small businesses. You know, there's there's room for all of us. Oh, yeah. If you stop. And you look, you know, there's plenty of times where you, everyone has self-doubt and you start thinking, can I do this? What am I doing? Um, that those little naysays happen. And then you, you know, I saw this meme and it was this eye opener. It was about, you know, go walk down the bread aisle in the grocery store. Yes, exactly. And it's like, there's endless brands of the same flipping thing. Yep. It's got a whole aisle. So it's kind of like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> so there's other girls that are in the same can of mom circle that have their own little side hustles that are very similar to mine with the t-shirts or, you know, there's a, there's a few other women that are just kicking ass too. And we support each other. We share each other's things. We buy each other's things. We gather together for the same pop-ups. Um, yes. There's I mean, power in numbers. You know, I, I have seen you rock a, a queen canna shirt. Heck yeah. You know, or Queen can a bodysuit and mm -hmm. flip side of the coin, she's rock she's rocking a lit hip hippie company, you know, earrings, t-shirt, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And I do see this. You all support each other. And that's where that that non-judgmental, you know, love comes in. You know, like that's among all of you in the Canamom gang. It's it's really great to see. And if I, I really recommend if if you're a Canamom and you're really looking for that kind of support, seriously, get in touch with 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 Erica here, with with Laura, Mrs. Boys and Bud. Um, they, they'll they'd love to have you, whether you're a mom or not. Yeah, I mean, Laura came up with the um, I believe her. I don't know if you call it catchphrase, but it's um, mom mom exclusive, all inclusive, yes. and you know, everyone's included. And she says, you know, even if you're a dog mom, like you don't have to have kids, you know, she approves everyone. She makes sure that they are, um, a female. So there's no, there's no dads, there's no yep. men. And it's all at everyone's own comfort level of how, how much do you want to be in, a, be in the camera, speak out, talk to people, you know, people create their own different friendships with each other. Some are more private, some are more open. Um, there's also a Facebook group, I don't Facebook too much, but I know that some girls, that's more their style. So there's a lot of them meeting and conversing on Facebook, which is awesome. And I think, and there's other mom groups too. There's other, um, I believe there's, you know, Pink Sesh that's out there in San Diego. Yep. There's so many other mom groups that are around and it's cool that we're, we're all just happy to have each other. Yeah. And I've never seen... Canamom gang, Badmouth, Pink Sesh, who or Badmouth, no. you know, some other Canamom group. You know, you guys all just you coexist. You you, you do your thing. You let them do you do theirs, and and, and it's all good. Yeah. 
everyone's just inspiring each other. Exactly. And it's, it's great. It's great to see everybody work together. Yeah, it's fun. You know, there's going to be more pop-up events happening. I know Chifa, Chifa Tribe, mm -hmm. um, she's in Southern California as well. And, and she's got a ladies, um, oh my God, a ladies cannabis club is what she calls it. And it's kind of the same vibe. You know, she likes to have events. She's posting, hosting a pop-up for um, a lot of the small, she just posted, I think yesterday, but I, she's looking for vendors and sponsors and people for her, um, her event where moms, other likewise moms are going to be, if other side hustles will be available, you know? So there's just, it's just cool to be everyone to be just, you know, it's all one love sort of a vibe. Awesome. And what I'll do is I will uh, take, I will look up that, uh, that pop-up and I'll put the, uh, the link info and stuff in the show notes. So that way, uh, if anyone's interested, they can take a look at the show notes and we'll have all the info there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Lit Hippie Company is just growing. I am working on getting the earrings into um, a couple dispensaries. I'm working on getting them into the glass warehouse. So I have some meetings and things going on there, which will be really fun. And then also website along with doing some um, kind of weekly live drops on my stories. So because um, like I do make everything myself, so I'm not just <laughs> shipping them away and waiting for it to come back. It, it takes me you know, some time to put the items together make them and create them. And then, so I'm hoping to do like weekly live drops and give people the opportunity to almost like a live auction sale, snag up things as they're, you know, freshly made and limited pieces. So you can be, you know, one of 10 people that has the sunflowers. One of the things that I absolutely love is that I, almost all of the people that I've, I've talked with or, or, uh, even just dealt with in the cannabis industry, they make everything themselves. A lot of people do, you know, not, yeah, not think, much is mass produced. Yeah. I think we tend to be creative people. I think I, I feel, and I like seeing that right now, it seems like people are all taking a step back and kind of realizing that like homemade and um, kind of the, the way our great grandparents did things is yeah. kind of the right way. This, you know, we're killing our environment. We're just being, we're just not being good. We've been very selfish and greedy and mass production stuff all the time. So if we can recycle and upcycle and just take a little more time and make it by hand, it's so much better, really. What really struck me um, two weeks into the whole stay at home order, I saw someone post. Uh, a picture uh, of like a really nice view of LA really really pretty and she said that I I usually can't see this I had no idea oh, that right. I had this view because once the smog cleared she could see the city <laughs> yeah I saw some of those too was, and there was a lot of places I think around the world that had the same yeah footage and it was really interesting yeah, I mean, that opens your eyes because if we can do that in just two weeks. Seriously. Just two weeks, we clear up that much. What could we do if we actually put a, a concerted effort into it? Well, places like California are just so bad. I mean, yeah. I've lived in Seattle. And, and when you live somewhere like Seattle, they they have a whole different view on the way you treat the environment and the way you recycle and the way you like. It was a learning curve for me. And then you come back to California and like, 
for example, I live in a condo, so it's like a community gated condo with a um, community trash can. And there's no, there's no way to recycle here unless I set it all up down in my garage and then I have to go drive it down to a place. And then now COVID that's more complicated. Oh yeah. So it's just, it's sad that it's, um, that it's not a priority for our culture. I know. It's sad. I agree. And hopefully it'll change. I'm sorry. Hopefully it'll change. And it's just the little things we got to find the little things that we can do to, you know, like I know so many people right now that are planting their own little gardens and learning to become more so sustainable, not just with cannabis, but with food, which is super fun and exciting. But then I'm here in this tiny little condo, which I love, but I don't have the space to do that. So I, I mean, oh my gosh, if I could grow some of my own plants, I would love to. When I was a kid growing up, uh, we did not have much of a yard space at all. Um, I, I had a push mower. It, it wasn't even electric. You know, I, it, I didn't have to pull on anything. All I did was push and the thing went. And, and I was done in like 30 minutes. But uh, we, all, we had a little space at the end of our yard where we always grew uh, tomatoes, peppers, and green beans. And just that, you know, that little bit that we grew during the seasons, because, you know, rural Pennsylvania, you could only grow for about like four or five months out of the year. Yeah. But uh, just that, you know, we never had to buy buy tomatoes. You know, we never yeah, had to buy green sense. beans. Well, I, I, yeah. I shouldn't say that. We, we often did because I loved eating raw green beans. I, yeah, I do too. Snap peas too. I just think that there is a time, I, I think our, the generation of our parents and stuff like got away from, from that kind of living and lifestyle. And so it's like, we're coming back to it and the next generation is, and I feel like the new trend right now is to be like a plant mom. Yes. So it's, it's just interesting to watch these things, uh, trends and everything kind of cycle, you know, macrame is cool again and <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, let me know when needlepoint becomes a thing again, because uh, my mom has something in her attic that's been like half finished since 1983. No, four. 84, I, I think, was the last time she picked it up. Um, so, yeah, you know, maybe she, maybe she might pick that back up and finish it. You never know. I So I was in 4-H when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um so I raised animals, I had sheep, and then I took all the other 4-H classes and stuff. So I took an arts and crafts class for a very long time, and we made lots of cool stuff. And I did learn how to uh, needlepoint, cross-stitch, um, made a lot of interesting things when I was younger. But they're all things that now, you know, cool to know. Yeah, exactly. And it's not stuff that they teach anymore. Uh-uh. Shout out to Gen X getting that real quality education, you know, like the last of the home economics and wood shop. Really? I mean, when I went to high school, middle school and high school, those were options. Same with music. Um, You know, I was really sad when my son was in middle school or elementary school and they're, they're not teaching. They don't have music class. They don't have any of these fun, like extracurricular things that help you express yourself in different ways. Yep. Um, so it's, I mean, even when he went to high school, they didn't even have photography at the school. I don't live in a little town. I, I don't live in a little tiny, you know, I'm pretty sure. I, I think we still had photography when I was in high school. 
It's like all the arts went away and it's very sad. I totally agree. And I know we were actually, we were required to take one shop type class, whether it was like wood shop, metal shop, auto shop, whatever. But we had to take one. We had to take a, uh, like an engineering type course, you know, mechanical drawing, whatever. Um, And then we also had to take a home economics course. Yeah. You know, I, we had to learn how to boil water. I have, there's still so many skills that I know now that I learned from that home economics class, basic ones on, cause you know, you had to learn how to be, like how to rise dough, yeah. how to use yeast and how to, the difference between all those things and certain, the reason why you use like a sifter when you're sifting flour to make or you know, biscuits or to make a roux or there's so many basics yep. when it comes fundamentals, maybe yes. is what you call it. Yes, absolutely. That are forgotten. Well, hopefully not forgotten. I, I hope we'll circle back. No, they'll later. come back. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, because one of the advantages of living in a media and digital age is that, you know, we, we've we hung on to a lot of that stuff. Well, yeah, I agree. And um, I think like there's certain things like Pinterest. Yeah. Certain that have kind of brought people back to like, oh, okay, I, I can make this, you know. But there are those, there's definitely some bullshit on Pinterest. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, well, that's not true. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I think that's why, that's where the entire series Nailed It came from. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are my favorite. So, Pink, the singer, she's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. And um, I follow her on Instagram. She's pretty, she's awesome. She posted a Nailed It like a few weeks back her and her kids were making i think they were like cupcakes with ducks they're supposed to be ducks on top mm-hmm. and the nailed it video is just so funny because they were so <laughs> not ducks. <laughs> and it was i had to watch it like three times because she's laughing at it and you know and here she's this big celebrity trying really hard to like create this this thing you it's know like, yep. it's great it's great when celebrities actually express themselves as people because that, that's mm-hmm. what we are, you know, we're not perfect. And when we look at celebrities as these kind of icons, we forget that, hey, they're human beings. They they fuck up just like the rest of us. Yeah, they're people just like us. Same with same with the whole like whatever influencer thing. I'm like, that's that's a whole stupid term because we're all influencers. We all have the ability to influence yep. each other, big or small on the daily I mean, it's, it can be as simple as, you know, smiling at someone that day and you influence them to have a better day. There's, I don't know. I think influence is a big, a big thing. So I think it's about like staying positive, but then being real, you know, I have a hard time um, expressing or showing when I'm down or like putting it out there that like, I'm in a shitty mood today or this went wrong for me. So, but I try to, I try to be transparent with it, um, in a way that I've learned from a lot of the other like canna moms that I've become friends with that I've been like, wow, I admire you to be able to put your vulnerability out there and, and, and show yourself at your weakest point, because most of the time, all we see is everyone or everyone's puts it out. Like they're at this on this great, you know, roller coaster all the time. Like it's just perfect. It's, yeah. And it's not we're all we're all going up and down on this roller coaster what kind of gets me is uh when i see influencers uh 
constantly apologizing for not being more active. It's like, no, stop. Why are you apologizing? You're, you're. Who says it's a standard? Yeah, I mean, how you how active you're supposed to be on these social media things. Like, it's retarded. There's been times where I've gone out with the girls. And we do some things, some cannabis things, and da, da, da. we come back and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't pick up my phone once to take one video, to do one post, one right. nothing. And at first I think like, oh man, I didn't share that with anyone. And then I'm like, I didn't need to share that with anyone. I was present. That means I was having fun and I was where I needed to be. And some it's not things, always about sharing. Exactly. Some things we do are just for us. Mm-hmm. We, we, we need that. We need that, that privacy, that corner of our lives that we can that we can go to and just decompress. Yeah. And that's a lot of where, um, I, I get a lot of people ask me like, uh, the way I'm, I craft all the time or I'm cooking and I've met other people similar to me. And, and that is a way that I decompress, you know, when I sit down and I'm focused and I'm putting together these earrings and then they're complete, it's like, I started something, I finished it and it's this task that feels good and I enjoyed doing it. And then half the time I'm trying not to have 500 pair, different pairs of styles. Cause I like every pattern that I get. So I'm trying to push them out before I keep them. Um, but I enjoy the process. So it's kind of like being present and having that time for yourself to enjoy the process. And I'm trying to make sure that I, I keep the lit hippie company in that place. You know, I have to remind myself that the expectations I make are my own yeah, and, and at my own pace. And what I found is w- when you enjoy what you put out, then that vibe is actually what is actually contained in your product. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like, if I pick up a, a pair of lit hippie earrings, I, I, I can feel joy and, you know, contentment that that went into making that that piece of jewelry. Yeah, here's hoping. I mean, that's kind of why with the bath bombs and stuff, um, I kept, I used really high ingredients and I had some people ask me if I would white label them. And I just felt like I couldn't because that was a piece of my heart that I put so much time, energy and love into that. Why would I let you put your name on it? Yeah. Oh, I felt is like, no, that's it's my baby. Like I, that's my love that I'm handing off and saying, please have some of this love. My wife likes to uh, reference the tale of Henny Penny. I'm not familiar. You don't remember that that old one? Um, no. Henny Penny uh, grew the grew the wheat, but nobody helped her. Uh, baked the bread, but nobody helped her. And then, oh, once everybody was hungry, then everybody wanted the bread. But dude, then, and then in the end, she was like, "Well, where were you when I was planting Sorry, my my, my, my wheat? Where were you when I was baking my bread? You know, it's like, yeah, everybody wants a where piece of it, but nobody wants to put the... in the work. Yeah, they just want the reward. They want, mm-hmm, one hundred percent. So, I mean, in this work day to day, like as I think I posted posted me smoking to a peppy song, but then I had written out basically that I had had a shitty day. I spent the whole day, um, fucking up on, you know, sometimes when I'm, the earrings are being cut, they don't cut right. Or, and then a whole piece of fabric will be ruined and that pisses me off or just little things, you know, you run into, I'm dealing with software. I'm dealing with machines I'm dealing with other stuff that I'll run into little hiccups when I'm like not in the mood for it. I'm like, I just want to groove and, and get done. But then it's just a part of the process. Yep. And so yep. 
I try to share those moments too, where it's like, I don't want everyone to think that from the outside, it's like, Oh, I just make earrings and they just sell and sell and sell. And it's like, no stress. It's like, there's lots of stress, you know, it's, there's a lot involved in putting up the right content and taking pictures and all that. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, puppies. Okay. All right. You, you settle down. <laughs> Can be all right. You're such a grumpy old man. I've got a grumpy old man puppy too. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, it's he, funny how they get in their way. Uh, you know, he's got Napoleon complex. He's all he's all bark. Mm-hmm. But but he's also one. Of, <laughs> he's also one of those dogs where it, it's really hard for us to discipline him because you you really can't use any sort of physical abuse. And I hate mm-hmm. say, using that term, but you know, yeah. spanking. Okay, yeah. We've even tried the shock collar because he's mm-hmm. one of those dogs where the the harder you come at him, the harder he comes back at you. Mm-hmm. That's how my little Kino is. So it's like you know, we turned the shock collar, we turned it up to a point where it's like, no, we we can't do anymore because we're really going to hurt him. Oh, that's funny. Little turds. Oh, God. Yeah. But then he goes and does something like cute as fuck and and you can't like stay mad at him. Yep. I know exactly how that is. I have three dogs. So, yeah. Yep. One of us, one, the big one goes camping with us. She keeps us when we all do our cannibal mom camp things. She keeps us all safe. Oh, <laughs> so. that that's good. It's good. You have, you yeah. have that, uh, that security there. Yeah, Laura's got a big dog, and I got a big dog, so we bring him. Yes, yeah, I've seen pictures of Laura's dog, and beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So now, before I let you go here, Erica, uh, where can we find you and Lit Hip- Hippie Company uh, on the internet? Um, so right now, just on Instagram, I'm working on a website. Um, so um, on Instagram, it's the period lit period hippie period co. Awesome. Awesome. And where would we find you? Could could we like uh, see the brilliant mastermind behind the Lit Hippie Company? (laughs) Yeah, um, I am Lil, L-I-L, period dread, period E, Lil Dready. Yep. And I will have links to all that stuff down in the show notes. So you better check it out. And uh, I would like to once again thank Erica, little.dread.e, for uh, sitting down in the corner and uh, session with me a little bit, just having a chat and a smoke. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was awesome just chilling and having a little virtual meetup. It was awesome meeting you once before, and I'm yep. sure we will see each other again because we're not too far from each other. No, so. no. And I know you, you love coming down to the beach, so yeah. Yeah. I think I might be getting a beach cruiser for Mother's Day. Ooh, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. So, <laughs> no, I think it's. I think they're getting it today. Um, so I plan on being out beach a lot more. All right, that's that's what I love. Awesome. So yeah. now, before I let you go, what is your favorite Douglas Adams quote of all time? Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm bad at that kind of stuff. Are you? Yes. Oh, my, my personal favorite. My personal favorite is his quote on uh, dreadlock. Uh, sorry, not dreadlock. Deadlines. 
Um, he said, I love dread or yeah, I love deadlines. I love the whooshing sound they make as they go by. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and, and That's the, other, cool. the other thing I love is uh it's in the salmon of doubt, is uh when he was trying to pitch his movie to Disney, they just okay. they weren't getting they basically they ghosted him. So he sent them a letter telling them that okay. This is how you get in touch with me at the office. This is my home number. This is my mom's number. This is my mom's grocer's number. He basically gave them every phone number of any place that he might be at any given moment, like down to, oh yeah, here's where I go to church on Sundays. Give him a call. <laughs> right. Before the cell phones. Exactly. You know, when, when we could be unreachable. But yeah, it's when he, where he listed like every single way to get in touch with him. From what I understand, they finally got back to him after that. That's funny. That's super funny. So anyway, I, I am so glad that I found someone else who loves Douglas Adams. Yeah. That that is so awesome. Please check out the Salmon of Doubt. I hope I hope they have it there in the yeah, house. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And I, I think you you'll just love it. Well, I'm looking forward to checking it out. And it was awesome talking with you. It was awesome talking with you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, that just about does it for another episode of Canna Bloggers Corner on the EU Podcast Network. As always, I would like to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. Hopefully you uh, learned a little bit more about the Lit Hippie Company, uh, the Canna Mom Gang, and not to mention, uh, check out uh, Chiefa Tribe's upcoming event in the show notes below. Once again, I would like to thank Chris Cantori and his EU Podcast Network for letting us talk to you guys and hang out. Till next week, I'm just going to be saying, uh, stay lifted. Wait, where are you going? I was going to make espresso. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Uh.